Hello, and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Friday, September the 8th, 2023. Uh, last episode, This is episode 104. The last episode uh, took place on July 31st, so yeah, this is basically an August, August wrap-up. Um, let's see, July 31st, that would have been a Monday. So um, yeah, well, the beginning of August... Around these parts was, uh, well, for me, dominated by I Get Wild playing um, a great gig upstate. Uh, I Get Wild was invited to by the Hold Steady to be a part of their whole, uh, their Positive Jam Festival at Arrowwood Farms uh, up in Ackerd, uh, New York, which is spelled Accord, but it's pronounced Ackerd, I think, uh, just west, uh, northwest of New Paltz. So yeah, great gig. Um, let's see. The bill was the Hold Steady, Guided by Voices, Tallest Man on Earth, Laura Stevenson, I Get Wild, and Oceanator. Um, I believe that's everyone. And yeah, it was an all-day thing. I Get Wild went on at 2 p.m. So we had roughly a 12.30 load in. So that morning, woke up, went for a run. Um, then I took a car up to uh, our vocalist Jeremy's house, Jeremy and Megan's house in Ridgewood, Queens. And um, he had actually, they don't own a car, but they had rented a car to go on a road trip. So um, I got a ride up with them. We went to the McDonald's drive through in Queens, uh, as one does, and then got on the road. Had a nice... Nice fun drive up to uh, New Paltz. We were a little early, so we walked around town. And Jeremy had gone to college in town, so he pointed out um, a bunch of um, points of interest and uh, locations from his past, and that was very fun. And then we went over to the site. So to Arrowwood Farms, I'd never been there before, but it's it's kind of become known as a place uh, that hosts these like one and two day festivals, like Woodsist festivals up there, um, and I, they've just been doing this the last few years, and it's becoming more and more of a happening thing. So it's a brewery, but also just has this beautiful field, um, and for this in this beautiful field, they and it's not a big field either. They have um, they set up a small stage. It is probably the smallest outdoor quote-unquote festival stage you've seen but it just adds to the charm um so we found the place there's all these signs that say like yes you made it um we get sort of motioned down a dirt road path we say we're like uh an artist so we should be in the artist parking and (laughs) the the dudes working there were kind of like these college-age stoner kids. It was awesome. They just kind of just motioned us. I think anybody could have gone anywhere they wanted, um, whether they were crew, artist, or uh, attendee. But we get waved down. Then we get waved again. And all of a sudden, we've driven behind this tiny little stage where there is crew waiting for us. Or they're not waiting for us, but they're there. And we unload our stuff. Uh, and then... We get back in the car and head to artist parking, which is about uh, 40 yards down the dirt path. Um, so it has this like homespun feel. So it was a wonderful, wonderful day. Like after we went and found our little 
dressing room tent. Uh, Craig Finn was there and just sort of like welcomed us. And it was great to catch up with him and with Tad Kubler and the other Hold Steady guys. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, one very exciting thing when we went into our little uh, little band room was they had these Oxford pennants made for the festival, which happens to be, I think, kind of like a current indie rock merch item fad, but I like it. So we, there was an Oxford pennant I got to take home. Um, and they made beer. Arrowwood Farms made beer uh, for the festival, which is not a surprising thing for a festival. It takes place at a brewery and starring two bands that like to uh, drink beer. So, yeah, the beer was... Um, what was it? I have one in the fridge. I can't really get up and go look at it right now. It was a uh, kind of like a pale ale thing. Um, it wasn't very heavy, which is good for a daytime festival. And it had all of the band names on there, artist names, which was very cool. So I Get Wild is on a, on a beer can label. I wish there was a good way to sort of save cool beer cans um, besides just saving the can. A few years ago when Day of the Dead came out and Three's Brewing made a Day of the Dead beer, um, and I still have one on my, in my fridge. So it's a seven year old beer, but, um, I was told by someone there that, uh, oh, they could actually take a label that's like, you know, not before it gets on the can and then maybe, and then I was thinking, oh, I could take a label and kind of frame it and it would be like a n- neat little memento. So it's a good idea for some brewery should do that, uh, because I'm sure beer nerds like me would, would buy them once in a while. So anyway, but I have a can of that Hold Steady beer in the fridge. So yeah, right now I have a Hold Steady can of beer and a Day of the Dead can of beer in the fridge. Anyway, we played our set at 2 o'clock. We played like a quote-unquote short set, uh, 45 minutes, but it was so much fun. We worked in a tribute to Sinead O'Connor, who uh, had passed away, of course. Um, I don't know if I spoke about Sinead on the last, on the last episode. Uh, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, um, can't remember what exact day she passed away, but she was very big for me. Um, I'm a huge fan. I saw the, um, I saw, uh, I do not want what I haven't got. I saw that tour at the CNE Grandstand in Toronto. It also sadly is my one teenage memory of getting so drunk that I kind of blacked out at a concert. That for me is my, my, that's my show in my teenage past. Uh, which I'm not embarrassed about um, because teenagers do dumb things, but I am sad that it was during a Sinead O'Connor concert that this happened and not say uh, when I saw the cult, who are fine, but, you know, I wouldn't have mind blacking out for that. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we worked up a Sinead O'Connor um, tribute, which was Ray's idea, and I thought it was awesome, which was during the percussion breakdown of E. Zimbra, he sort of broke into the beat of... Um, I am stretched on your grave. So he did that. He sang that. It was awesome. And we also did a tribute to Paul Rubens, who had passed away. So we did a Pee Wee Herman uh, couple, kind of like a double double bar tag of tequila. Um, <laughs> it was fun and sad and wistful and bittersweet. But yeah, we played a great set. Uh, Craig, Craig and Bobby Drake uh, introduced us. It was great. And afterwards, we got to just hang out and relax. And um, let's see, my friends Micah and Christine were there. Uh, Andrew Krukoff was there. Pete and Kara, of course, were there. Um, 
and we ran into some other oh sal was there and we ran into some other people too backstage who were working i didn't realize that phil palazzolo uh fellow neighborhood resident here and also longtime industry stalwart and the producer of the final taka taka album am landscapes and phil also was a longtime engineer at the great uh seaside lounge studios in south slope um phil was doing sound for the whole study which i guess he just does now and um doug marvin from Dirty on Purpose and many other awesome bands, and he's kind of like the tour manager for Parquet Courts. Doug was there driving the truck for Hold Steady, so it was great to see all these people. And our our old band buddy Travis Harrison is now kind of like the sixth member of Guided by Voices, and it was great to see him. And thanks to Travis for introducing me to um, the members of GBV I had never met before. Um, so great, great day. And Pete and Kara uh, ended up giving me a ride back to Brooklyn. And it was really fun to get a uh, a two hour car ride back to Brooklyn from upstate when you've had a great day of playing an incredible show at a fantastic festival. And you've had a couple of beers and you're in a wild, great mood. And it's not even all that late. Um, it was fun. So, yeah, positive jam was a positive success. I hope it happens again. Um, let's see what else. Uh, let's see, just uh, regular work stuff. August was not as uh, unbusy as one would hope for an August. We actually launched a couple of big projects early in the month, and then we are launching more smaller projects, but more of them later in the month and coming soon. And yeah, it's not been um, not been quiet. But one fun thing is we got to go out for uh, drinks with um the folks at automatic at wordpress and i finally got to see the automatic slash wordpress slash tumblr office in nolita and it's very cool and it makes me wish i worked at a downtown tech startup again um but yeah great to see that place um i like the people we work with over there and i love to pick up swag like notebooks and stickers it's my favorite favorite swag item is notebooks and stickers um and then went to the Bowery Hotel for drinks. And then, um, oh, and that night, uh, our mother, my mother and father-in-law were in town. So I got to race home. So I couldn't stay for dinner, but I raced home and had a great dinner here and um, fun family hang. So yeah, August. And then what else? Well, the National played at the Garden, which was awesome. Um, we had our friends from Cincinnati, uh, who I know through Brian um, Devendorf, and they've I've I've known them for as long as I've known Brian now, basically. They came to New York for the big show, so that was great. Great to see them here. Um, they did a bunch of touristy stuff. This is Roth and Pete and Pete's girl, uh, Danny, uh, or his, um, well, you know what I mean. I didn't mean it to sound like that. Um, and his partner, Danny, and we uh, did some nice, did, did a very short beer crawl, which was cool. Uh, other half tap room in Rockefeller Center. And then um, Gowanus Yacht Club for a can of beer, and then Bar Great Harry. And then later I went home to deal with some, um, just to have dinner and to hang out at home. And then we all got invited up to uh, Eric and Debbie's roof. So they got to meet my friend Eric and experience the roof over there. Fun night. And then the next day was the actual national show. So I worked from home. Um, I went up to the garden first. Uh, Julie was coming with me, uh, but she had to stay at home later. So I went up to the garden right at Will Call, picking up my, my ticket. I ran into Peter Cadis and Peter's son. 
who we brought uh, ran into John Lowe and Steph Jenkins and Justin Israelson and a bunch of other people. And we had like this reunion slash hang just at the will call office, which was fun. Um, and then we all went up to our seats. Uh, as you can imagine, there was a pretty big uh, friends and family guest list. So I was hoping that we'd all be in one big section, but everyone was scattered in pairs uh, around around the area. So which was fine. So. I was still alone. Julie had not arrived yet, and I knew that my friend Matt Frampton was sitting nearby, so texted him, and we had a beer in the concourse, and then we watched um, half of Patty Smith together. He sat with me. Then he went off to his seat, his much better seat. Um, I mean, same section, just waved down further. And halfway through Patty Smith, Julie arrived. By the way, Patty Smith, who I'd never seen a do a play a full show before. I've seen her at the Tibet House things at Carnegie Hall. Man, um... She exceeded my expectations. Like, I've always admired and liked but not loved Patti Smith. I think it's fine, and I thought this was going to be a cool thing. But it, was, it exceeded my expectations, and I cannot wait to see her again um, soon, which actually I guess I will in a week. Um, but Patti Smith was great. She opened with People of the Power, which I kind of thought might be the last song. Um, and I love People of the Power. I know it's become her big jam uh when it came out i was a big fan i have the cd single um and i love that it has sort of just grown in popularity since it came out in the 80s it's it's just this like song that keeps snowballing and becoming more and more culturally known and relevant and uh i love the live version they do now better than the original it's not really different except it's just sort of like more nuanced in the riffing and the tones and and they do. A, she doesn't sing the main chorus. She sings a call and response type thing, and so it sounds different. The singing and the chorus melody, and I prefer it. I prefer this new live version. <laughs> so anyway, everything about Patti Smith was just a pleasant and awesome surprise. And then, uh, let's see. It's at the intermission. Um, ran. We saw uh, our old friend Luke Hewitt, who only lives in Williamsburg, but just. One of those old close friends that you don't see for years, even though they live close by. And when you finally see them and you have such a great time in the five minutes you catch up with them, you just think, why aren't I seeing these incredible people more often? Um, that's what happens at you, as you age, as you age, which is a bummer. But um, yeah, then the National came on and they were great. They were great, great, great. I uh, I was wondering if they'd be nervous or anything, and maybe they were, but it didn't really show. Uh, I didn't catch any flubs at all, not that I'm listening for them, but um, I talked to them after the show, and they're like, yeah, a couple of mistakes, but we feel great. I was like, perfect. That's actually that's how a rock show should be. So they were fantastic. They played till 11.15. They did a two-and-a-half-hour show. Um, the after party was at the, um, the floor level of the garden, but in the back corridor er concourse area, it's that Delta Scott, not sky, but Delta 360 lounge, which if you've ever gone onto the floor at the garden for a show and you enter from the back of the floor, that's that bar you walk through. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it was, it's this like huge bar <laughs> and the after party probably had a hundred or 150 people there. 
And I mean, it's like I knew half of them because it's just like all of these friends and family. And it was joyous and awesome. And uh, we didn't leave till like 1245 or so. And we got home after one. And it was a great night out. So, yeah, National MSG checked. Um, let's see. We The next day we went on our vacation, our family road trip. So the next morning we had hoped to leave by 10. Obviously that did not happen after staying out till 1. Um, but we left around 12.30, I guess. So we drove up. Day 1 was driving to Montreal. So we drove up the throughway. Uh, so a couple of points. If, if are any of you locals that drive around know that like the throughway have been like alternating refurbishing the uh the rest stops and yeah the um the new ones are pretty good but they're crowded because it's they're only half of them are open so when you start getting north of like hudson or near hudson you start getting into these new york state welcome centers and those are way nicer they only have like one food option but it's like always it's like high quality and everything is nicer and they're not overrun so i walk well, i recommend these welcome centers so yeah so we went to um let's see drove to montreal we got there around eight o'clock uh, stayed at the hotel humanity and um just uh, right off rennie Levesque and blurry street at the north end uh, sort of just outside old montreal the next day we had a great day we went up to uh, the top of mount royal um we walked down from the chalet at mount royal found a cool little playground on Dr. Penfield at Percy Walters Park. We had pizza at this incredible, awesome, like, hoops-themed pizza place called Hang Time. We walked by my dad's old block on Stanley between Maisonov and Sherbrooke, where he lived in the 1930s. Uh, we took the Metro, which is awesome, and it runs on rubber tires, and it sounds different, and it's very clean and very cool and it runs every two minutes, even on the weekends. It's insane. Um, that night we had dinner with our friends Pete and Kara and Archer and Ramona, who were also in Montreal. It was a great dinner until there was an Oliver slash subsequent rest of the family meltdown. Um, so that wasn't great. So I, um, I uh, once we got back, I sort of repaired myself to the uh, hotel bar, uh, which was this candlelit dark wood affair and on a sunday night at an empty montreal hotel bar i downed two bourbon drinks and it was actually <laughs> kind of cinematic it was cool um next day we uh left montreal we drove to uh sutton quebec which is in the eastern townships uh surrounded by towns like knowlton granby mansonville drummondville uh dunham did i say dunham anyway my old friend pat turner packer who I went to high school with and who grew up in the Eastern Townships. He has moved out of Montreal and into the town of Sutton. Well, I mean, just out outside the village. Uh, he lives on a secluded house with his lovely wife, Catherine, um, whose wedding we went to many years ago. And they're three kids, and they live with a huge 160-pound dog a named Bob, a bunny named Humble, and 15 chickens, two flocks, and all of the chickens have names, um, which boggled my mind. Um so it was fantastic catching up with him, and I, we cannot wait to go back to Sutton and stay with them once their little guest bungalow is finished. And we crossed the border into uh, Vermont, drove through Vermont into New Hampshire. We 
went to the Schilling Brewing Company in Littleton and had dinner there and a couple of tasters of beer, and I bought a four-pack. And then we spent the night. We drove down the Franconia Notch Parkway down 93, and we stayed the night in Plymouth. And uh, then the next day drove, had a beautiful drive through the lakes, lakes of New Hampshire into Maine. And we spent um, we spent a couple nights in Portland. Went to uh, Old Orchard Beach, where also my dad grew up. Went to the spot on the beach where I spread my dad's ashes last year. Uh, we played video games in the arcade in Old Orchard Beach. Let's see, we did a ropes course two days in a row at the main mall. I had a wonderful solo dinner in Portland because other people did not want to leave the hotel room. I went to Eventide and sat at the bar and had oysters and a lobster roll and drank beer. And it was great. And then the final night of our trip, we went to Boston. We had hoped we went to the New England Aquarium. And then we had hoped to have dinner with another high school friend, Carl and uh, his family. But they all came down with COVID the day before we got there. So uh, that didn't happen. But Oliver and I got to ride our second subway system of the trip. We rode on the T. A few stops on the Orange Line. And then that's about it. Uh, We came back from the vacation and it's just been... Laying low and dealing with another heat wave. Um, but we got a busy September. The first day of school was yesterday. It's the first day of fifth grade. Oliver's last year at this school. Um, I hope he has a better year than last year. He had wonderful teachers, but he had some kids in the class that made it a pretty bad year all around. I hope this year is better. Um, so far, so good, but you never know. And that's about it. Uh, going to homecoming in Cincinnati next week. Got some great shows coming up. I'm going to be seeing. Um, so more to talk about next time. Now that summer is over and school is back in, I will be able to do this more frequently because I'll be at home alone more often than once a month. So yeah, I think I'll wrap this up right now. Uh, yeah, this has been episode 104 of the conrad life report friday morning september 8th 2023 on a very hot 90 degree day in brooklyn take care and talk next time